Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Bill Murray classic, 1991, What About Bob? What About Bob? Uh, I, uh... This thing, again, caught me off guard. I have to stop myself from laughing every time we hit record because now this thing is like, hey, idiots, you're recording. Like in case I was like standing here with my pants <laughs> off or something. Yeah, so. but tell them why. Tell them when it finally, like the, well, when that very first started. I don't think I did it. I think it's not like a new feature now, but it definitely made sense that it lined up with our American Pie episode because I was just playing scrambled porn noises. Uh, <laughs> and so and now- I think that, <laughs> I mean, I think that it's like a way of like, <laughs> making sure if someone's recording you having sex that they're like recording in progress yeah, right, and be yeah. like motherfucker like i didn't tell you you could record me just an <laughs> extra layer extra layer of consent they're trying not to get us canceled uh but honestly course. that would have that would have been useful uh a few years back yeah know, <laughs> when i was still single anytime yeah anytime something <laughs> records it has to tell you it's like a cop you have to tell me if you're recording right, right? <laughs> um right. <laughs> All right. uh, Before we get started, though, we always want to remind everybody who's listening in, if you have never found an excuse or reason to watch What About Bob, please make this the reason you do so. We can uh, stop for just a few seconds here. We'll let you pause. Go find it. Watch it. Come back and join us for the conversation. So go ahead and do that. And we're back. All right. Everybody's up to speed. We all watched the movie. Now we can continue to talk about it. And of course, Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about things uh, by ourselves because we just argue about everything. uh, And it just it ends bad. So we need to have someone on here to take sides. We needed a, a, a third wheel to take teams with us and uh, pick which side we're going to land on. And, of course, today we're very excited to have returning guest. Uh, John, do we call you Kalamazoo area comedian or Grand Rapids or where are you in? Well, I, I live in Grand Rapids, so I, I would prefer a, a Grand Rapids. Uh, there you go. Moniker. Yeah, you need the moniker. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You want that? You want that cra- <laughs> That street cred, that Grand Rapids comedy <laughs> street cred? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Grand no, Rapids area comedian. Mr. John Batch is with us again, everybody. Pause for applause. Woohoo! Right. Yay! Greatest of all time. All right. <laughs> John, welcome, okay. welcome in, man. What's uh, what's going on? What's been happening since we saw you last? Oh my God! So uh, the the big thing that that um, I think uh, I, I really want to uh, talk about today is that that I I mean I'm not I shouldn't say I'm retired from comedy. I'm still I still get on stage and do do my thing. But my big thing now is I've kind of stepped uh, back a little bit side of things so uh, I, I have a, a production company that I run with uh, with uh, my fiance uh, as well as David Steves in, in uh, Kalamazoo who runs our Kalamazoo area and okay, your fiance and David Steves that's two different people right <laughs> right it is, okay. it is. <laughs> wanted to, just wanted to make sure uh, All right. it depends depends on the night uh but it's uh and then uh carl sobel helps us run the the grand rapids area uh the name of our company is is demented peach productions uh and um basically what what our is is uh finding finding uh paid opportunities for for local comics uh in a way that's also affordable for for patrons and this as well um we just we happened to especially over the kind of quarantine period i uh, realized there was a, a bit of a, a niche that was was being missed um that to a certain extent when you're at a certain level you're you're either uh, an unpaid open micer and that's what you do all the time yep uh or you you start to get in you start to get into doing kind of the, the bigger shows. You start getting, um, uh, you know, you, you start doing feature spots, headliners, uh, but there's no real spot 
in the middle. Um, so I, I think somebody described what we do the other day pretty well. I can't remember offhand who it was, but they said basically we're the we're the minor leagues of comedy. Yeah, yeah. West sure. Michigan, yeah. White, white caps of, of comedy, right? So <laughs> we're not going to be the big leagues. Here. We're not going to be we're not going to be the Detroit Tigers, uh, but but we're we're affordable if you want to come watch uh, quality entertainment, and yeah. um and and we're giving opportunities to to. Uh, local and regional uh, talent that is is just as good as somebody who's getting paid five thousand dollars in a weekend uh, that just maybe hasn't had a chance to get their break yet. Sure, for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Very yeah, cool. It's, uh, just before everything shut down for the pandemic, I feel like I was getting into that spot of like starting to get some decent road work and feature work, you know. And I was like, I finally made right. it, and that was like ten years in. So it is nice to have like a landing point somewhere in between to be like, I can start seeing what it's like to handle the business side of comedy as well before you just get right. kind of dumped into situations where i mean i was i was agreeing to do gigs before i even like knew what the worth of comedy was you know like what what the, yeah. the standard right. price for comedy was and what people should expect to get paid for stuff and you know and it's right. so it's nice to have that sort of stepping stone in between to kind of give people an example of like this is how things are ran this is how you should expect right. to get paid and these are shows that you can actually get on uh, that are trying to to lift up, uh, you know, local comedians and not just bring people in from from outside. So that's awesome, man. That's that's a, that's a good thing to be working on for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what we always uh, ask all of the guests before we get started, though, John, how long had it been since you saw What About Bob before we forced you uh, to watch it for the podcast? Uh, it had probably been, I would say, four or five years it's okay. fairly recent for for me um but uh it's one of my one of my all-time favorites grew up watching it um and nice. uh, so but it's, it's been a, been a few years but but recently okay cool cool mandy how about you how long had it been for you uh probably like 20 years okay <laughs> all right oh my god um oh my god. i i did not really like this movie as a kid i i remember like really definitely um like feeling sorry for bill murray and then now that I watched it, I had, I watched it twice. Um, yeah, I was, it was a really hard watch for me. Okay. I, 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 I feel oh. you on that for sure. For sure. Yeah. This was definitely a lot of cringe in this movie, a lot of cringe, but uh, for, me, <laughs> uh, for me, I had fond memories of this movie as a child. Mm -hmm. I really sure. thought I loved this movie, uh, which we'll find out here. Spoiler alert. Uh, I did not care for this movie uh, upon rewatch. <laughs> um, it had been, Fuck, I don't probably close to 20 years for me, honestly. It's yeah. been probably fif that 15 to 20 year mark in between there. Um, and of course, this is the type of movie where you're like, I get it. I understand the recurring bits. I still say things like baby steps to the elevator when getting on an elevator in my head. <laughs> um, the, the gimme, 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 I need, I need, I need scene when he's trying to uh, level with Richard Dreyfus. Like, just just help me while we're here. We I've I've come to your vacation home. Please give me what I need from you. Uh, so that stuff kind of hung around and stuck in there. So I was like, there's no need to watch this again. I get it. Uh, but yeah, definitely upon rewatch, my view of of Bob definitely changed. Before it yeah. was very much a sympathetic character of like, oh, but look at him. He's he's a broken guy. He just needs a friend and help. And and upon rewatch, I absolutely hate Bob. And Me too. <laughs> he is a criminal. He is a criminal at best. <laughs> so I but, uh, I. I I grew up watching this movie with my, my dad. It was one of my, one of my dad's favorite movies growing up, right? Um, and, and in hindsight, watching it, I realized the reason he liked to watch it with me was because it was cathartic for him as the rich. He, he was the Richard Dreyfus character, and I was, you know, Bob. <laughs> <And> <laughs> sure. So, so 
Um, for him, it was cathartic to say, listen, at least my dipshit son's not as bad as, as this guy, you know? Yeah, there you uh, go. So, <laughs> so, fond memories all around, I think. You know? Perfect. All right. Uh, so we have uh, switched some gears around on this thing. We try to start out early just to kind of give everybody a taste of what we're expecting, uh, what we think about the film. And that, of course, has its own theme song for this activity. And it goes like this. Chop this, Ooh. chop this synopsis. Coming in hot. Chop the synopsis. All right, this is where we ask you and ourselves now, we're also participating too, to take the film, What About Bob, and condense it down to 10 words or less. So take that full synopsis, chop it on down, 10 words or less. Uh, who wants to go first? Do we have any volunteers? I, I will go first. Okay. Uh, but but I, I believe this may give away my, my perspective on the movie a little sure. bit. Um, it's okay. <laughs> 10 words or less. Entirely reasonable, well-adjusted man gets abused by Richard Dreyfus. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't. I, I still sympathize with Bob a little bit. I'm sorry. I don't okay. know. Okay. It's, uh, it's okay. It's definitely. Yeah. There's definitely uh, in this climate and realizing that people need uh, help, like people, like understanding that there are people that are kind of in that in-between phase where clearly he's not like psychotic. He's not trying to hurt anybody or himself, but he's definitely got some boundary issues. He's got some <laughs> like, yeah, like separation anxiety, all that, you know, clearly he's got some things that need to be worked through. And, and I do understand, you know, siding with that too. Like these, there are people out there that kind of fall between the cracks and still need a hand and help. But uh, all right, Mandy, uh, do you want, want to go or you want me to do mine? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Um, the most annoying person on the planet crashes a vacation. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that, with that, uh, with Mandy's synopsis. Um, all right. And then of oh course mine, 10 words or less, uh, mentally ill man terrorizes doctor and pushes him into madness. So, Oh, very good. It, I like yours. I, I would watch it for sure. <laughs> It, it, this movie could get very dark for sh like it could have turned. I was half expecting watching this now for it to be like, oh, this would have been a great movie if Bob had been a real like villain and had yeah. taken over the family. Like he pushed Dr. Leo into like madness and then just stepped in and was like, here I am. Like, let's take over. But it was they, a lot like Cable Guy. Like yeah. that that was my my feeling or like Captain Ron or um although captain ron was way more likable than bob bob sucks sure, <laughs> sorry bob what sucks. Were you... <laughs> no i this would be like you know they're doing a, a like a dramatic remake of uh, fresh prince of, of bel-air now and i feel thing with with this movie and and do like a, a remake and, and make it a, a very dramatic very dark movie i think that's a great idea my other concern though is i know on a, a third guest because oftentimes you two disagree about how how a movie uh -huh. uh, made you feel uh and so you need somebody to... instance though that it's going to be both of you against me like yeah. I, I don't feel... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm um, i do have attacked. to say no i do have to say like <laughs> there were some redeeming parts especially when he was playing with ziggy mm -hmm. like i those moments and i i really like loved the moment where he reaches in his pocket and realizes that he hadn't been using the Kleenex. You know, there were like different, there was definitely redeeming parts for him. And we usually don't try to shit on a movie the entire time. There was definitely some funny parts. I did oh, laugh. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it, I, I, as an adult now have just, I have a hard time when it's like, I can't watch meet the fuckers. Um, or, uh, meet the parents. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, meet the parents. Yeah, because I'm I'm or like 40 year old virgin because I'm just like, oh my God, just leave these poor people alone. <laughs> and and Richard Dreyfus was a total suckle too. Like he didn't even care about like introducing his family when the news people came. Like he's just such a self-centered douchebag. Yeah. Um, so yeah, neither him or Bob were really very likable. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I did, I mean, there were some, like I said, there were some charming parts of Bob too, which was interesting to watch. Uh, like clearly he can talk his way into and out of a lot of stuff. Um, he plays angles to get what he wants. So he's doing things almost like an addict would, you know, like whatever they got to do to get that fix. And for him, the fix is just someone to fucking listen to him be a fucking lunatic. Like he just wants that family connection and wants people around him to react to what he's doing. Um, I do want to honestly, as, as a comedian, that's what I relate to the most. Yeah, for sure. That's, you know, it's getting, you know, I need somebody to listen to what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I clearly, severe mental and emotional issues. Uh, and we yeah. all know v- people, if not ourselves, but but we know people right. that are very similar to Bob in, in a lot of ways, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. which I got right. a feeling, like you said, yeah, all of us have done stand up comedy. So, I mean, it's it's kind of in in us innately anyway. But uh, <laughs> right. here is Bob. I love that he just tries to guess the names of, of uh, Leo's family. <laughs> uh, that's Harriet and then Ronnie Gretchen. <laughs> And Rita. Uh, wait, wait a second. Uh, wait a second. Cecilia, <laughs> Dorothy, and this is Kenneth and Bambi. <laughs> and my wife Faye and my daughter Anna, and that's my sister Lily. Lily, I was close. I was close. <laughs> Bambi, Lily. Would, you know. I would think a lot. Psychiatrist, you wouldn't want to have pictures of your family in your office. Yeah, true. I mean, just because it could be triggering, or you know, it's just you would bring—I don't know—would bring like extra stuff to the table. Like, well, I wouldn't hell, want to have all that. Like, there. You might piss off the wrong person too, and you don't want them knowing who your fucking kids and family are. We had the mm-hmm. same. Like, I used to work at a, as a teller at a bank, and we were not allowed to have a single piece of like personal, uh, like flair out at our desks or in our teller windows because of things like that where they don't want mm-hmm. people to be able to like, oh, is that your kid? Now I'm going to kidnap your child and make you open the vault so now I can get, you know what I mean? Like shit like that. Interesting. So I could see that being the case too with people who are, you know, generally in a very vulnerable state when you go in to talk to someone like this and they could, you know, you don't want them to know who you are. Where Just like he was trying his damnedest to not let him know where he took his family on vacation. But clearly we all know it didn't work out. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get another handle on Bob. This is Bob going through his symptoms and uh, like, it's not even symptoms of a particular thing. It's just life. Like the, he's, these are his symptoms for life here. I get dizzy spells, nausea, cold sweats, hot sweats, fever, blisters. Difficult. This is all hangover to me. Blurry vision, nice. right. involuntary yeah, trembling, dead hands, Tuesday. dead hands, numb lips, <laughs> fingernail sensitivity pelvic discomfort so the real question is what is the crisis bob what is it that you are truly afraid of what if my heart stops beating (laughs) what if i'm looking for a bathroom i can't find it and my bladder explodes we've all been there you know (laughs) we get it um yeah I, no, I mean honestly, God, these these are things I'm going to be talking about with with my therapist uh, next week. Uh, it's you, I can't be having these things suggested to me. You very know, very not, suggestive for sure. Yes, right. 
um yeah do you just randomly like spout like spout out interrupts just for fun like if i know <laughs> if i'm doing it then i don't really have it <laughs> That's exactly what I do. That's that's why I, I curse as much as I do, uh, just to make sure that I, I get it all out, uh, and and that, that way I'm good to go. You know, right? It's, yeah, yeah. And if you're choosing, if you're yeah. <laughs> if you're choosing your words, you're saying them as as you choose to say them. Then yeah, I think John has it. Rest. John has it where he just randomly will sprout a, a wholesome word. He'll just say like uh, "beautiful" for no reason. Just <laughs> lovely, really lovely, cute. <laughs> Sometimes it just says cute. I don't know why, but <laughs> um, hey, so I'll do it. Go ahead. <laughs> that's all. That sounds like a band name. <laughs> now I'm producing wholesome Tourette. Like alt punk type of right. <laughs> yeah. Quick rundown of who was who: Bill Murray played Bob Wiley, Richard Dreyfus, Dr. Leo Marvin, uh, Julie Haggerty played Faye. The wife, Charlie Corsmo. We do love Charlie Corsmo on yeah. this show. The four movies he was in. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But that's crazy because this, we have three of them. I've already had three of them on here. For sure. Yeah. We've had his whole catalog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I embrace his entire catalog. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> um, he played, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, but what else was he in is, and is he still alive is my question. Uh, he was, we'll talk about, was he still alive later, but uh, he was in Hook, which we covered. He was okay. in Can't Hardly Wait, which we covered, which yep. had a span between the two of seven years. Like he just went away for like seven years <laughs> and then came back to do Can't Hardly Wait. And that was the last thing he did, which is in 1998. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he was also in Dick Tracy. So he was the little kid, like the little newsy boy in, in Dick Tracy. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that's that's well, the Corsmo career right there. <laughs> well, yeah, he played Siggy, and also now he, um, he, well, he he got a degree in physics, and then he ended up going to Yale Law School, and now he teaches law at some university in like Cleveland or something. It was a place I've never heard of. Um, and he is You've still never heard of Cleveland. <laughs> no, some uh, yeah, no, some like university that okay. is like okay. nobody is. It's probably like a community college or something. But um, and he is still like just he is so fucking ugly. Yeah. Like I, I assume he, that's why he left the scene. He just kind of he didn't, yeah he didn't grow into his body right. Yeah, I do think though, like there is a need for ugly people in movies. Like the most definitely, you know, well, like the Shermanators and all that kind of stuff. Like if this movie oh, is not sure. a call for you know for not needing a uh, attractive person in it, then we got one right here. I, <laughs> right. Yeah, true was, story. There was not an attractive person in this. Not movie. not there one. No. There, not we, one. We got no secret smoke shows. We got nothing. No. Um, I do. I do want to talk about uh, Anna. Which to me, mm -hmm. uh, not nothing to besmirch the good name of Catherine Irby or Irby, yeah. her name is. Uh, but sometimes she looked like a sixteen-year-old girl, and other times she looked like a forty-five-year-old woman. And it, I think it was just <laughs> lighting. I don't, I, and I don't know what it was. It was very much like a shape-shifting. Like half the time right. she looked like her mother's sister in the movie, and then the other half she looked like you know a kid. But it was very strange to me. Well, they were like, yeah, they're like, you look too old. So I have an idea. Why don't we just really fuck up your bangs? Really? And then make up. yeah. <laughs> her bangs were so, sh I feel like, like they had to start shooting and her bangs got like cut to have like short bangs through the whole thing. Like yeah. it, it was very unfortunate, like almost as unfortunate looking as, you know, Charlie Corsmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, Charlie Corsmo back then was he was like a precocious little scamp, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was very no. dark and and had some existential crisis situations going on, but uh, not well, an you, child though. No, no. <laughs> For sure, those braces were fake because he grew up and had fucked up teeth, like <laughs> as an adult. So, like in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, they gave him like that. That's cool. Like he has braces, and I was like, no, because his teeth were jacked. Maybe he just didn't wear his retainer. I don't sure. know. But he's got quite I, the snaggle tooth. This is why I like coming on this podcast because <laughs> I get to come on here and attack children for their looks. Right. Yeah. Hell yes. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And me of all people to attack somebody is just <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. But right. send your yeah. send your hate mail to uh, another episode podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, but all right, um, let's move to another. Uh, let me drop another clip real quick. I did want to ask this okay. question of you guys as well here. There are two types of people in this world. Those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. My ex-wife loves him. What's your stance, guys? What's your Neil Diamond stance? I like him. Well, I mean, I, I only think I think I only know the one one song of his, which is obviously Sweet Caroline. Yeah, um, we got Coming to is, America. Okay, we've got oh, that's right. uh, Cherry. I always uh, think is nothing to do like that Cherry Cherry song too, or so, I don't know. There's a there's a time. I always I always think of Saving Silverman. Okay. When I think of Neil Diamond, because they have the Neil Diamond cover band, you know, that they all have like the crazy. Oh, right, right. <laughs> the only reason I, I even love how many times that has been the, the closeout song at karaoke, right? At yes. one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. And and if I can get the right girl to sing that with me at last call, it's it's over for the night. You know, that's the only reason I've ever, ever enjoyed that song. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you, you know, like I, I used to go to M89 bar in Plainwell sure, a lot yeah. when I was younger and we used to play pool and like, as the night would get like close, like closer to an end, like the nasties from like the dark area where you dance oh, yeah. like would start, <laughs> oh, yeah. would start to like emerge because they were getting desperate. So they'd start to like come into the light and we would just be like, oh, they're starting to come out. Like they were on the hunt. Like they didn't get anything good in the dark and then like oh it was just treacherous yep. like that was me what are you <laughs> what are you talking about yeah, the, the ghouls start sliding out when they start playing forever in blue jeans or whatever <laughs> something something neil diamond we need but uh all right yeah i did want to make sure we covered that for me um i'm a neil diamond fan i would say uh i there's enough of his songs that i could fall back on i mean uh song yeah. sung blue cracklin Rosie. these are bangers guys these are like solitary man come on you're right you know uh of course i had to look these up to know anyway. yeah, I, well i was gonna say like if you played them i think people would know For like, sure. oh, they, it's one of these things where you just don't hear obviously sweet caroline but you well, can't i wasn't looking specifically for this to be a segue but i'm gonna certainly use it when it uh pops up so uh at one point in this movie one of the worst and hardest to watch scenes happens uh and i don't know if any of you guys want to guess what do, what do you think i'm gonna say is the hardest scene to watch in this movie the food, the food scene where he just keeps moaning. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh. here, here it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like I'm watching this in the bedroom, and my daughter and a boy, a babysitter, out in the living room, yeah. and I'm all I can think is that they think I'm watching porn, even though they're six and they probably don't know what porn is. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we got the nice that, wet slaps mm. between the mm's too. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, if this wasn't going to get us that uh, you're recording now warning, then nothing will. It's so horrible, and you're it making us on, listen to it again. It goes on for like a minute and a half. I cut out mm. the dialogue, so it's just this. Mm. Okay, I mean, so we had this. This is yep. this is definitely like some of that mm. ASMR that I could get to sleep <laughs> with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll send you the file when we're Oh, my done. God. Can we stop still go, It's still going. It's All right. so fucking horrible. So we had that, but I was like, oh, I can fix this. I can make it sound better, and this is what I came up with. <laughs> so i went ahead and fixed that for us so that um was, uh, yes it did it definitely bad. made me like it a lot more oh that was so much work <laughs> just for that dumb joke welcome to my life <laughs> man if i if um, i don't if i don't like to run a mile to a punchline then nobody does man and even a bad joke <laughs> i don't even care as long the longer it takes me to get there the the happier i am at the end so <laughs> All right. Um, so there were not a lot of fun facts about this movie. Um, but the one like the thing, and this kind of like this might kill it for a lot of people. Um, so Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus like just hated each other during the filming. Yeah. Um, and then right. yeah, well, and so producer Laura Ziskin recalled having an agreement with Bill Murray, which led to her getting tossed into a lake by him. Um, and she confirmed in 2003 that he threatened to throw me across the parking lot and then broke my sunglasses and threw them across the parking lot. What a dick. Listen to this. So Dreyfus says, I didn't talk about it for years. Bill just got drunk at dinner and he, he was an Irish drunk bully is what he was. He came back from dinner one night and said, read this script or read this. It was a script tweak. I think it's really funny. And he put his face next to me, nose to nose, and he screamed at the top of his lungs, everybody hates you. You are tolerated. And then he leaned back, took a modern glass blown ashtray and threw it at my face from only a couple feet away. It weighed about three quarters of a pound and he missed me. And then he tried to hit me. So I got up and left. Jesus. That's like some Isn't that cool? That's <laughs> when I was a kid. I mean, I don't know. I <laughs> feel like he's <laughs> like I. I hate thinking that Bill Murray was like this, but we kind of got that feeling from all oh, the yeah. other movies that he's been in. Like, if he doesn't get like everything that he wants, he just throws a huge hissy fit. Uh, this so... is actually this is actually a recording of him on set that day. Shut it, son of a bitch! <laughs> There goes the ashtray. Why exactly are you doing this? <laughs> Richard Dreyfus says that. That's fucking awesome. Oh, oh, oh my that god, worked, that worked out so well. <laughs> that is. All right. Um, I can imagine as like as like a serious actor, like trying to like be, you know, like like it's your craft, it's your job, it's your passion, or whatever, and then. He comes in and with all of his craziness, I can imagine that would be hard. He is super funny though. Like yeah. he does a really good job in this movie. Yeah, he was. And I think maybe being that, that had that like uh headbutts between themselves, you know, backstage that it sort of brought that onto the forefront too, because they, there were definitely scenes where it looked like they were giving each other like some severe side eye and like, like they wanted each other to really die, which was nice because later on that seemed to be the the case. It was going. It was, <laughs> there was no way. acting in this movie. Yeah, I know. And like when he's jumping at him on the couch when he's like coughing, oh, that had to be awful for okay. him to be a part of that. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the whole thing, like it's just. I just imagine Bill Murray was drunk as shit through that scene. Just. <laughs> 
<laughs> jumping up and down <laughs> and just going to town. That's yeah. Um, I do want to mention. Oh, uh, let's do let's do this real quick. I did uh, ask Facebook. I put a, a post out on Facebook. Asked people a question. We're we're gonna try to do that if we can help it. Um, before we record each of our episodes, and this time around, the the question was. Let me get over there to it real quick. Um, hold on, it's coming up. It's coming up. It says, uh, "We have a question for you. Uh, have you ever read a self help book that helped?" And bonus question: Am I the only one who says "baby steps" to the elevator every time I get on the elevator? <laughs> um, so I was just curious to know if anybody who was our regular listeners or anybody who was following the the Facebook page uh, had anything to say about that and. Generally, it looks as though not a lot of people getting helped by a lot of uh, <laughs> self-help books. So there have been a few that have plugged a couple, but none of them have been like a, a resounding like, yes, this book helped me and changed my life. That's kind of what I was hoping for. I was hoping somebody right. would be like, yes, this is my book. Please read this. It, it will change your life. But we got a lot of uh, a lot of people trying. Some uh, the subtle the subtle art of not giving a fuck was thrown out. Uh, Fair. Uh, the servant. Uh, and something by a lady named Florence was tossed out in the mix. Um, yeah. And so, oh, here was another one too. Joe Elder, who was just a recent guest on the show, uh, said, my entire family yells out Dr. Leo Marvin every time they can't find each other at the grocery store, which I thought <laughs> that's amazing. Like, if I'm, oh my God. That's so awesome. I'm just Brilliant. walking through their grocery store and someone's yelling, Dr. Leo Marvin, Leo Marvin, I would I would go to them. I would go to them and find out what they needed. But um, so yeah, I just wanted to get the Facebook segment out of the way. That's kind of a new that's thing okay. we're doing, and and that is uh, that's good enough. All right. So yeah, John, think- J- John, did you, have you ever read a self help book or 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 had any help from anything like that? No, I think the general consensus here is that reading is a waste of time. <laughs> yep. Um, it, as, as a general rule, no, I no, I mean self help has never really been my thing in terms of books uh or life actually i i probably need a lot of help I'm, <laughs> yeah but, but have never been one to uh pursue it uh no i i you know i i've i think talked about this before I, I do go to therapy i do i do that sort of thing i talk to professional people who who actually can can work through the the dregs of what is going me with that sure. uh i you know i don't do they don't try do they try to get you to read their books <laughs> no just no, add, it, yeah. add it to the invoice <laughs> <laughs> i do ask them about their own families a lot they they don't uh they don't like to bring it up sure uh, for whatever reason but uh, yeah. no it, <laughs> they don't need an extra guest on vacation that's what they're right they, they've seen the movie right. oh my god that's so they, awesome oh yeah no it it, it it will dev. I've I've invited them out to shows. They don't like to come for some reason. Uh, you know, it's it's a whole thing. But no, sure. I no self help has never never really been been my thing. I, 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 about you, uh, but Matt, it, it Mandy, should I, be it should be John. Uh, no, not for me. I've never really <laughs> I've never really jumped into that uh, realm of things. Um, I do feel like though, if I thought real hard that I needed it, I would be willing to do it. And I know that that is not the case for a lot of people. Like there's this a stigma against it for sure. Um, but you know, I, I feel like I'm in a place where I've got enough people around me that if I thought I needed something like that, either they would tell me and make me do it, or they would be supportive if I thought it was necessary to do. So, um, I definitely think it's, it's a positive overall experience, whether or not you find the right one. Clearly, uh, it takes a while to get to the place, uh, where you need to be, but yeah. Uh, so if anybody's struggling with that out there, you know, no judgment from us, go out there and find whichever, uh, whatever you got to do. So, but, uh, I, I think, um, like positive 
<clears throat> like things where people like talk about different things on podcasts. I, I definitely get that. Like I used to listen to one, God, it was so long ago about um, a woman that worked, which is what I was doing and just how oh. frustrating it was. Oh, hold on. Start over again. I, you got cut off for a second. What was the woman doing? Oh, um, she worked, she was an attorney. Oh, okay. And so it was like, she was working in the courts and talking. And so I felt like that was really like therapeutic to like hear, you know, and she was, she had a lot of good things. And like, so I do, I mean, I am like a, uh, like I used to have tons of like positive posters and yeah. stuff in my office. Like I, I do, I am that kind of a person, but I do think reading like a self-help book that would be require that would require way too much time. Like yeah. if I had the time to read a self-help book, I wouldn't have the problems that I'm having. That, that stems. <laughs> yeah. Most of your problems stem from not having I, enough time. Is that, I, I get where you're coming from too many. I just, for me personally, anytime I've started to hear a lawyer talking at moment in my life, <laughs> it's not never pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, but I, I understand where you're, where you're coming from. Sure. <laughs> Um, before we get too deep into this half here, I just want to play another couple of clips. I just want to kind of fire these out so they're done and we can get on with it here. Uh, this one was one that we talked about before. Baby step onto the elevator. Baby steps <laughs> into the elevator. I'm in the elevator. He did it. We're so proud of him, you know? Because <laughs> at that point, we're not sure if we hate bob yet or not you know in the movie where there's still that moment of like oh we could we got to get behind this guy he's got problems but he understands he's got issues and we got to watch him get ready for work at his house you know where he's like trapped inside and we i'm like super feeling that right now like i was very mm -hmm. much like oh i can i can definitely uh, uh feel where he's coming from with this like having to kiss the kiss the fish goodbye and then turn around and uh sit down at your desk for work so uh, which currently I am sitting at my desk for work while doing the podcast. So. <laughs> I did. I did like the fish. Like I liked that he brought the fish with him. Like that yeah. was kind of a fun, that was a fun thing. There was Gil, a moment. Uh, there was a moment when he was handling Gil. And at one point he stopped to take a pill and he like, looked like he was having a hard time swallowing it. And I was like, that motherfucker is going to take a drink of that little jar that he's got Phil or uh, Gil in. <laughs> Uh, but he didn't. I was like, oh, that would have been, I would have laughed so hard, but then I would have also <laughs> immediately known he was insane at that point. But, you know. Well, Gil just kind of like leaves, like, no, you never really find out what, where, where he ended up, you <laughs> know? Happened he to well, here's the thing. He, he they, at, at one point he leaves him in the house about halfway through the way, never goes to get, and spoiler alert, I think blows up. So the only thing I can think of. Oh my God. Is poor, poor Gil is taken out. Oh, I the forgot explosion. they killed Oh Gil. yeah. yeah. They killed Gil. Oh no. We thought we Gil. thought that the explosion was victimless other than, know. you know, the house exploding. But right. Oh, and his angry old people neighbors there that, that run the convenience right. or that run Oh my the God. Diner. I love it. They <laughs> are so awesome. They're like burn. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> uh, all right. Um let's do this one too. We were talking about this earlier. Come on, I've come so far. Bob, I'm baby stepping. I'm, I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. Listen to me. Check Listen. it out. Look at I'm in really bad shape. Come then, on, please. Bob, please. Bob. Give me, give me, give me. I, I need, need, I need, Bob, I need, Bob, I need. Bob. Give me, give okay, me. Okay. Please. All right. Um oh, it's Bill like Murray, a child. Yeah. I feel like Bill Murray has like two settings. He's got like that like manic crazy person, and then just an at well, maybe three. He's got the asshole character that he plays in every movie, and then he's got um the groundskeeper from uh Caddyshack. Like and which that 
yeah. comes out in this movie a couple of times when he's talking about how his lips are numb. The way he starts talking uh, sounds exactly like the groundskeeper from Caddyshack. And then when he's in the shower scene and he's just bathing outside in their outdoor shower, he gets that like weird slack jawed sideways mouth. The very that that look of the guy from uh, Caddyshack, you know, like if he were to talk, that's how he would sound if he was making that face. So I thought that was fun. <laughs> I was like, this guy's he got also- three settings and that's it. <laughs> Also, the character that he plays in Little Shop of Horrors when he goes to the dentist. Yes. That reminded me of this, too, because he's such a psycho in that movie. Yep. But. For sure. All right. Um, let's what were you, wait, John, what were you going to say? Yeah. No, I was going to. He's not a psycho. He's a pleasant man. He's just he's misunderstood. And and, and I'm going <laughs> to sure. stand by this through the rest of this episode. I don't that, care. You can malign his name all you want. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I stand by Bob. Yeah, by Mr. Wiley. Uh, I guess right. that should have been my question. Was Bob crazy or was uh, Richard Dreyfus crazy? Uh, well, and Richard Dreyfus should have nipped this in the bud, like a like oh. from the get go. Like he and he d- cared way too much about his family's opinion because they would have had a great vacation with <laughs> yeah. Bob like being gone, you know, and then they would still have their beach house or whatever. Yeah. Like, for sure. I would have just um, been like, no, I'm calling the cops. You need to leave. Get out I, of my face. I pulled but this then clip. They would also. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just I pulled this clip because I agreed. <laughs> I pulled this clip because I agreed with Leo, and and here it is. What is the matter with all of you? Don't you understand? This man is crazy. If they'd have just stopped right there, I mean, for all we know, the guy could be a send him home. A, a, a mass murderer. All true. <laughs> that again still sounds like my dad when I when I moved back into their house when I, in my early twenties. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do they not listen to him? He's a goddamn. He's a psychiatrist. Like he's an accredited. Like if he's saying this man is crazy, you should feel weird about having him in your house and sleeping in the same bedroom with your child. You would think. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I would never let some random dude sleep in the. Sure. Like sure. I know I used to we, we have <laughs> yeah, we have less than a minute, so we gotta cut this. Sorry, okay. we'll get right back into the conversation as soon as we get back, and we will be right back after these messages. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday, Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. And we're back. All right. Uh, please go and follow along with what those uh, what that ad said there. It was likely just an ad for the Elemental podcast, but please go listen to that. If you're listening to this and you're having fun, you've heard Stu on here before. He's guested several times. He's got his own pa- uh, podcast called Elemental Podcast. Go check it out. Uh, he does a sweet, sweet plug for us every episode, so we should do the same for him. And, uh, of course, it is time now to dive back in to uh, What About Bob? Um, let's see. Uh, dive back in, get it? Because he teaches the kid to dive. <laughs> I, accidentally, I accidentally referenced a part of the movie. <laughs> um, You know, I did yeah. love... Hold up. <laughs> you dropped me, I'll prosecute. I'm going to let go until you're ready, okay? Trust me. Put your hands out like I showed you. I mentioned the diving. I might as well play the lesson. Right? I'm not ready. Do you hear me? I'm not ready. Don't drop me. I'm not ready. <laughs> Dr. Marin! I'm settling! <laughs> um, so, two things. One is when 
um, Bob and the kid are in bed talking about death. And he's like, but now you don't have to worry about diving. Like, I thought that was a really, like, a, a pretty awesome Sweet. moment for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, there you go with your wholesome Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. That's adorable. That's, that's so cute. Yeah. Um, He's I don't know where he's just gonna be like kittens, <laughs> um, and then um, the second thing is I had a hard time in my mind imagining being tied to that pole and having to like pull myself up for that long. Like all I can imagine is like during, between every take that Bill Murray just flops forward and is just like fuck my back. Like this is so hard. <laughs> so, anyways, that's just me thinking of my own laziness and sure, yeah. That, I mean, spe- speaking of, th- I, I think uh, Joe Elder, we had said, had mentioned uh, previously that mm-hmm. any time they his family gets, you know, they they lost, they scream at each other for Dr. Leo Marvin. I do the same thing anytime I, I like I do a, a big event or big task that I mastered. Like if I go bungee jumping, I immediately scream, "I'm sailing!" and then I just. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm doing it. <laughs> In the middle of your in the middle of your SATs, you're like, I'm failing. <laughs> exactly. No, that was that was failing with an F, but that's that's <laughs> totally different. Anytime I accomplish any of my goals, this is what I yell. Shit eating son of a bitch! <laughs> Bastard, douchebag, twat, nut nuts. All right, I'm sorry. Um and with him and the kid, because I love when the kid calls him turkey dick. Like uh, that makes I'll have hard. To- I'll have to get to that one later, Mandy. That might be our fi- that might be our final clip. So oh, sorry, I ruined it. Buried the lead. Um, we all, I also wanted to get back. We did have a couple of like actual answer answers on uh, the Facebook question. So uh, we did have Adam House that said, "I don't do baby steps, but I occasionally yell, uh, shit eating son of a bitch, douchebag, numb nuts, twat, dickhead, bitch,' uh, because <laughs> it was my ringtone when I was a cab driver." <laughs> He also said he sometimes says, give me, give me, give me. I need, I need, I need when the kids go to bed early. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> I, I asked him if that worked and he said the the more needier he appears, the the more likely she is to give in. So there's a tip out there for you guys. Just look, look sad, yeah. sad and pathetic. And there you go. Um, we did have a uh, previous guest. Matt Zarelli said uh, was a plug for Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Helped me mm-hmm. to quit my soul sucking job and ride crunch. Uh, Ride motorcycles across country and start pursuing an authentic life. And then, see, that's awesome. Good yeah, for him. That's cool. Yeah. And then one of our uh, hippie dippy friends, Mandy, uh, this is Simon, uh, said uh, only Meta helps uh, help books like Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. So a second plug for that. Uh, pardon the cliche, but The Power of Now was a life changing book for me. But you've got to read it without like logically or without like listening logically to all the words. Hippie oh. shit is what he said. Yeah, just, just hippie shit. So, so on drugs. Thanks, yeah, Simon. Uh, yeah, you got to sure. read it on drugs. Yep. Apparently, <laughs> there there is help out there. It just might be assisted with uh, some other substances. So, that's that is how I've gotten through most of of my life. That's that's the best therapy you can do, kids. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Drugs. Just all the right. drugs. There we go. Um, <laughs> all right. We want to move on to our next game, Mandy. Yes. All right. Here we go. The theme song goes like this. Box office theme song. <laughs> Boom. It's time to play the box office game. Mandy, take oh. it away. All right, Jen. Yes. How much do you think that it cost to make this movie back in 1991? What do you think the budget was? Shit. Well, you're talking to the biggest stars of the 
but also in those dollars, probably I would say about five million a piece for Dreyfus and Murray. I'm gonna say twenty million. Okay, Matt. Uh, this was kind of a bottle episode. Not a lot of uh, exterior shots, and it's just kind of rented that one lake house, probably. So I'm guessing they didn't pour a bunch of money into the set stuff. Uh, so I will say this one was thirty million dollars. It was thirty-five million. Hey, yep. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Even a lot. Yeah, but I'm guessing that probably Richard Dreyfus and um, Bill Murray probably it probably costs a lot of money to get probably them. quite a bit for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then they were probably wishing that they had gotten two different people the whole time they were filming. (laughs) (laughs) They were probably like, fuck. Um, Do you think that would have fixed the movie for you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because Eddie Murphy, um, they they talked about him doing Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams were both considered. Um, And then uh, Steve Martin was considered for um, Dr. Mervin. And I think that he would have done a good job. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. See, I, I think here's the thing has to be the straight man. You know, you can't have somebody who's necessarily got comedic chops like a Steve Martin, uh, play, you know, playing that. Cause you have to play that as, in my opinion, as, as straight yeah. as possible. I, I don't know. No, you're probably, you're right. I do think Richard Dreyfus did a good, like he had really good comedic timing though. Like, especially when, sure. you know, when he would get like really pissed off and rant about like Bob, I'm like he's not gone. that's that's and i do enjoy dreyfus's voice he's just got it yes stand by me he's been like the nerdy white version of morgan freeman uh in (laughs) the background of movies true story (laughs) all right uh, um all right oh hang on i'm still uh, we're still in the game you want to do oh sorry what were you gonna say john I don't even remember. Okay. (laughs) It's all good. Um, All right, John, how much do you think this movie has made roughly? um, It says worldwide gross, but I don't think that this movie was released anywhere other than the U.S. So. Uh, Worldwide gross. I'm going to say, especially since it's been around for a minute, I'm going to, are you talking in, 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 overall, like all time or like, I think think up until now, I think it's, yeah. 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 Like up until now. I mean, I I'm had to pay three dollars to or four dollars to rent it. So, right. I'm yeah. gonna one hundred forty. Okay. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I don't feel like this movie was like a huge banger. I don't think it made like a ton of cash back, but I assume it probably at least covered its it well over covered its budget. So I will say somewhere in the like seventy ish million. Sixty-three million. Okay. Yep. Right. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm way off. <laughs> but I was close. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, and the, the, so this movie was the eighteen um, was eighteenth in the um, that year, which is respectable. I oh, feel like sure. um, the movie is going back starting number ten. I cannot believe um, the Naked Gun two and a half. Apparently, nice. yeah. Um, Hook, which is funny because that had the same kid. Yeah, of course. Yeah, good year that year. He did. Sleeping with the enemy. Um, Dances with wolves was number seven. I was gonna make Hold a joke on. that Corzmo was also in Sleeping with the Enemy, but <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> um, Home Alone number six. Adam's <laughs> I five. Thought you were referring to Home Alone number six, like. Home it's, alone number six. It's yeah. Like Marvin Harry breaking out of a nursing home. 
<laughs> oh my it's really it's home alone but it's just macaulay Culkin like super drunk on his couch like he's home alone but nobody cares out. he's just with playing, a shotgun he's playing call of duty and just <laughs> um adam's family was five city slickers was four Ooh, love it. and then um and then to give reference the silence of the lambs was had made 130 million and that was in the u.s okay um then and two was robin hood prince of thieves it's my mom's favorite movie i love and then i know me too we should totally do it absolutely Um, it's it's a long movie though it's very yes (laughs) oh i love it i love it so much um number one which hell yeah it should be because that's a fucking awesome movie but that made over two 200 million what was number one you faded oh, out on me sorry oh dang it. i don't know no, what's happening it is literally not your it is the the internet on my end it, it okay it's my fault but. um it's terminator 2 oh, okay. was number one nice. which is it made over 200 million it just in the u.s so sure, sure. i do want to yep. take this as an opportunity since that just happened that if you guys on this end i don't know how it's going to record if it records better than i'm hearing it but I do want to apologize if you're listening to this right now and there's some choppy parts. It is my internet and we are currently working on that as uh, an issue. So uh, stay tuned for that getting better. But I'm pretty sure it's still listenable. It's just every once in a while, there's just a weird fade out for no reason. But moving on, technical difficulties aside, uh, <laughs> I do want to play this. We were talking about Richard Dreyfus's voice. And of course, we need to get the dynamic uh, chops that he has. He can go from just regular Richard Dreyfus to this. Oh, daddy, not here. I know. Anna, 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 Anna. Her doll has stupid fucking bangs too. I don't know if you noticed that or not. So I'm asking you not to see Bob White. Daddy, I am just. I can't hear you. Where are you, Anna? I hated this so hard. (laughs) I'm just having fun with my friends. And Bob Wiley. Yes, and Bob Wiley. All right, we get it. Uh, Um, But where did those puppets come from? He just like pulled them out of nowhere and she just happened to have hers with her. No, he had both of them because he handed hers to her. But oh, okay. Still the idea that it's he just so hangs on to them all the time. And that doll looked like her at that exact moment. It's like someone made the doll of her that day. <laughs> so like when did he just start using dolls or did he get them upgraded as they grew up? Because it looked like, <laughs> like I can see like with him, he's just gotta buy one doll, right? Like that's like, it's just Richard Dreyfus forever, but with her, he had to like upgrade through the years, or this was a brand new idea. And either like way, when she was like thirteen, like her doll started to get boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like when she started her period, the doll had like a tampon string. Jesus. <laughs> Shut it, ain't son of. All right. So. <laughs> I just needed a palate cleanser. <laughs> oh, this this will do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right here we go we're off I the need rails that folks yeah for sure we'll get it over to you <laughs> i am i do have to say i am a weird person when people make noises when they eat yeah or like do anything like that's just like a constant noise like my husband um makes like bubbles inside his mouth and like pops his lips like uh, okay. when he's watching a movie and we'll be in the movie theater and I'm like, I don't know if anyone else can hear this, but I'm going to use that as an excuse to be like, shut up. Like, this is such a horrible noise. But he's also like a slurper. And uh, I remember. We love okay. That's more than we needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but OK, I like almost like murdered him once. He was downstairs eating ice cream at our old house. And he was just like it was like his spoon was scraping the bowl and it was like 
ting, ting, ting. And I was finally, I was, I just screamed at the top of my lungs. It's fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. Get up if you want more ice cream. Like I, I finally, I just made him start eating out of like a plastic Tupperware when he would eat ice cream. Cause he would just ting, ting, ting. Like, Oh, you pissed me yeah. off. Ice anyway. cream starting to well, taste like now, porcelain. Yeah. <laughs> now we know why Mandy uh, identifies with the, uh, that's it. Yes, yeah, I get it. One hundred percent. And this well, is I'm going. Good, but... <laughs> I'm Go going like your poor husband. I, I I feel for your husband. I I, I get it. You know. <laughs> no. Nice. No. Every, everyone in my family is always like, "Oh, poor Mark." <laughs> <laughs> all right let us move on along we're going to keep on trucking with these games we've got the next game coming up and the theme song goes like this let's play guess the age time to play guess the age mandy take it away Ooh. all right i'm on the verge of a sneeze i apologize nice no, that's all right i've been playing this game since college so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome all right anyway. Um, John, I'm, very, how I'm so curious about Anna. I'm so very, I just, Oh, I, mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to her. She's gotta be. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll go there. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, John, how old do you think Bill Murray was in 1991 when this came out? He's <laughs> gotta be, I would say 35. Okay. Matt. Uh, God, he's got the face of like a 48 year old man. Uh, let's say 40. He is 41. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, John, how old do you think Richard Dreyfus was? <laughs> well, uh, again, Richard Dreyfus has looked 70 for 50 years. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> he, I, I would say he was probably born in the late 30s, early 40s. So if this was 91, I'm going to say he's uh, 50, 50 or 51. Uh, okay. okay. Matt? Um, I'll give him another couple. I'll say 55. He was 44. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> we both overbid. <laughs> um, uh, John, how old do you think Julie Haggerty was who played Faye? Right. Um, also so, so from airplane fame, by the way. Right? Yes. Right. I wondered where you knew her from. It was from airplane. Yeah. And, and and so here's the thing though in, in airplane airplane and, and and correct me if you think I'm wrong on this but I think she was attractive in airplane so yeah. I don't know yes. what they did in this movie but that's <laughs> neither here nor there I'm gonna say uh, also in her, I'm 38 38 okay, okay. Matt um uh, I gotta be it's it's gotta be I'll say the same 44 I'll just go right with Richard Dreyfus she was 36 yikes oh my god. <laughs> She's younger no. than I am now. Oh, I know. <laughs> right? Wow. And okay, now having said that, how old do you think that Catherine Irby was who played Anna? John, how old do you think Anna was? Okay, so I, I'll, I'll admit that I, I I forgot that this game was played, uh, so I actually did look at her <laughs> age. Oh, okay. <laughs> for, for other reasons. Okay. Don't, um. don't, then don't tell Matt. Matt doesn't okay. know. Matt. Okay. <laughs> for other reasons. And of course, you may recognize her from Law and Order Criminal. Law and Order, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, again, this is an absolute toss up. I can't imagine she's going to be more than like 22 or something, but I'm going to say. Like, I swear to God, she looked like a 35-year-old woman most of the movie. Uh, but I'll say she was 20. 
She was 26. Oh my God. So she played, she, she was only 10 years younger than the person playing her mom. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) I did see they looked like they were the same age. (laughs) Oh my God. It was so hard for me to like keep a straight face when you were saying all this. Cause I'm just like, Oh my God, she's so old. When I said that though, I expected them both to be 45. So it's it's bad for both of them. (laughs) Um, And then, I'm Charlie Corsmo was only 13, but okay. nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, right. that was pretty, I yeah, pretty legit- easy. I legitimately thought he was actually 10. Like I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. he's, yeah. 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 He's out there trying to learn how to dive at 13. Right. Yeah. You know, I got it. Oh my gosh. His hairline now is just, and then he has long hair and it's like feathered back like Michael Douglas in the eighties, Nice. but it's like the hairline is like in the middle of his head. Oh, he's so why? I don't understand why. Is he like one of those old guys who is completely balding on top and then grows out a ponytail to like make up for it or whatever? I don't think that he has the skullet. Like, yeah. I don't think he pulls right. it like all the way back, but right. he needs to do. I don't know. He needs to do something like just accept that you're bald and just I mean, shave it. I mean, I'm getting there. We're, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> making my way back there to it, but we'll 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 get there when we get there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we haven't really played much from Faye, but listen to this clip. She does. I mean, she just sounds like an old woman in this, uh, even here. I'm Faye Marvin, Dr. Marvin's wife, and I'm very happy to be on your program. And these are our children, Anna and Siggy. And that was just her introducing them in the mirror. <laughs> so obviously his son's name is Sigmund, which is like, Freud had a daughter named Anna. Oh, so that's that. kind oh, okay. of, yeah. Look at that. All right. It comes all back around. All Not right. creepy at all. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, right. All right. Let's get to the next one. I'm sorry. I got to jump back and forth to get to all of the theme songs because I. Okay. We just did guess the age. Uh, what are we on to? What's that sound? Let's do that. Yeah. One. All right. Here we go. Here is the theme song for that. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Boom. All right. It is time for us to play. What's that sound? And with this game, what I do is I take a sound from the film. What about Bob? And I will play it for you, John, first. Uh, you can all just, right. all I need you to do is tell me what's happening on screen uh, while this sound is happening. If you okay. can't get it, it'll go to Mandy. And if both of you don't get it, it'll go to the audience. This one, I was slipping, guys. I only pulled one clip, and I'm pretty confident uh, that you're going to get it. Um, so, but here we go. Anyway, let's play along. What is happening on screen while this sound is happening? Just kidding. Just kidding. That was <laughs> I, I, right. I think I got it. I got it. I know this. I know this one. All right. Uh, here's the actual clip. Pretty similar. Oh, uh, is, is this the spot or the time when he, it, yeah, right after that where he's, uh, Leo Marvin is choking and he and he's he's jumping on his back trying to no 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 I thought this was a shoe in no but that is I mean that's very much the similar sound is just someone leaping and and gulping but yeah no uh Mandy do you want to play it again or do you know it um I know it do you want to give give John another chance because I feel like he he would get it sure yeah let's uh let's listen in one more time here that's it it reminds me of it reminds me of the old man 
Fatty McGee. Do you remember Fatty McGee by Adam Sandler when yeah. he's like, Ree! <laughs> yeah. but I like the stairs. <laughs> oh, that is. Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. When he's getting up the stairs. You're right. You're right. When yeah. He's going up the stairs. He wouldn't take the elevator oh to the 40, 40th floor or whatever. So he, <laughs> Fatty McGee, you're the fattest. You're the fattest. <laughs> All right. So nice job. That was the only one we had. Sorry about that. I was slipping. That's all we got to. And our next game also has a theme song. And let me switch back over here. The theme song for that one goes like this. First, Matt plays a backwards clip. Then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play. Let's play backwards, forwards. All right, it's time for us to play backward forwards. Everybody's favorite stupid, stupid game. Uh, here we go. So, what, uh, if you didn't get it from the theme song, what I'm going to do is play you a sound or a a phrase from the film, a forward phrase from the film backwards, and then I'm going to play you a series of forward phrases, and you tell me which one is the right one. Here we go. I'm getting better. I'm. It's more succinct. It's getting closer to being just a one one time. I'll just explain it once and we'll move on. Yeah, it's good. As long as you play it, as long as you play the backwards part a bunch of times. Yep, which I will. Here we go. So you're going to hear the backward part like four times in a row. Okay, here we go. Okay, so that's the backward part played okay. four, four times in a row. All right. So what I'm going to do now is play the backward part one more time and then four options. You tell me if it's one, two, three, or four. Here we go. Is it? Do you freeze up? Or? Come sailing with me. Or? Analyzing everything to death. Or? Same as anyone else. This one is a tough one, by the way. It's particularly tough. I'll play the first part one more time. All right. What do you think that is? If Wait, we can around? you play it? Can you play the other parts again? All the way through for sure. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Do you freeze up? Come sailing with me. Analyzing everything to death. Same as anyone else. Okay. All right. It's the fourth one. Fourth one. Okay. John says fourth one. Mandy. Yeah. I say the third one. Third one. Okay. I think this is the first time we've had nobody get it right. Oh, shit. Neither one of you guys were right on this one. Uh, no, it, I feel like I'm right. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the it is number two. It is come sailing with me. Uh, oh, that's what that was the one I thought I was choosing. Uh, no, it was number two. Yeah. But let's, shit. Listen, listen one more time. <laughs> Do you freeze up? Come sailing with me. That was it right there. Come sailing with me. Yeah. Um, I just thought I liked that that little uh, blurb that she had because it had several four little four phrase or four word phrases. But she has a very weird cadence to her voice and she carried it throughout that entire speech part there. Uh, so it was just it was easier for me to hide the clip uh, backwards. So I thought it was fun. But yeah, uh, that was fun. Good job. Yeah, there we go. We got it. Uh, nice try, guys. Uh, but, you know, you can't win them all. Uh, <laughs> I for I sure thought all. it was. <laughs> You want a single gun game? <laughs> <laughs> Any, all, you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> right. No, I thought I thought for sure I was choosing that one because it's the eem in this rap. Like you heard the eem at the end, so I was like, oh, it's definitely me. For sure, for sure. <laughs> that was my Missy Elliott, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta flip it, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, this does 
this movie contains another trope that I hate about movies that I didn't realize I hated about movies until we started rewatching them for this podcast. But I'm not a fan of a movie that says the name of the movie in it. Uh, and this one is guilty of that on two separate occasions. But here's one, here's one of them here. I would like you all to accept my apology. Well, what about Bob? What about Bob? Yeah, Dad. Don't you think you should apologize to Bob? I will not apologize to Bob. Nice. So, yeah, we get the what about Bob here, and then later on we get the what about Bob. I would just leave my family. I would be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm out. And then yeah. I would just, I'd be like, you know what? We have two houses. You guys can just chill here. And I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you can stay here with Bob. He's going to murder all of you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm very out. <laughs> um, I don't understand you. I don't. <laughs> No, well, and then we still didn't talk about the fact that he marries his sister at the end. Oh, I like, love it. Such a great oh. hook in the movie. Just like uh, the M. Night Shyamalan part we needed. Yeah. <laughs> what a that's twist. An that's an alpha move if I've ever seen. One. That's, yeah. uh... <laughs> at least, okay. he, like I said, at least he didn't go after Faye. That's where I really right. thought. <laughs> 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 if you switch, if you switch the uh, the soundtrack and bring it down, bring it like a minor key, and just make everything yeah. real creepy, <laughs> he he ends up with Faye and takes over his family for sure. I mean, it wouldn't have been a big loss for Doctor Marvin because no. his his family <laughs> kind of they're they're fucking idiots. <laughs> like the they're just like yeah, Bob's great, and they didn't even mind that noise at the table yeah and i was just like i was I mean, bob's no. fun Bob's fun. <laughs> he is fun yeah what he is want? fun uh, uh. <laughs> all right um here is the this is one of the last clips that i've got so we'll hit this one too this is faye breaking up with bob it's so hard bob but uh, now listen we're not it's not you it's me leo's recent behavior in any way so please don't take this personally no. My dad said we can't hang out anymore. But we've been thinking that however irrational the reasons, Leo's just so upset with you right now that we just think it would be best if you're not here when he wakes up. Please, it's not the way I want it. Me either. Or me. The whole family's against him. You want me to go. <laughs> it's just not getting it. Oh, you want me to go. Love oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I guess we're, we're kind of at the end of this nonsense here. I mean, did we uh, did we cover everything that you expected us to cover? Is there any parts that we missed that you didn't uh, you didn't get to talk about? <clears throat> we didn't talk about standout performances. Oh, if we have sure. time for that. Let's do, yeah, we do. We got some time. So let's go ahead and hit those. Uh, yeah. What was the performance? Either you were just surprised they were in the movie or it surprised you that they were so good in it. Oh, that's uh, so f for me, I think. Honestly, it was um, it was Siggy. I, if if I if I have to go with go with one, I, I think you know, um, just didn't give him a whole lot to work with. I didn't think, but but they he he went with what he what he had and and really kind of he was he was part of the the heart of the movie. Sure. I, I would say, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the the like you said, Mandy, the turn when he was like, well, now you don't have to be afraid of this thing. You can just sort of tackle him one piece at a time. And this is supposed to be that like uh heart like healing sort of like bob helped his family get closer together you know like helped leo's family become a, a better family unit and i just it didn't quite hit home for me the way i think they intended it to do um but yeah he did have uh 
he was given like the trope of like the sad and, and angry little kid. And I think he played it well. He played within that realm of, uh, of acting, uh, you know, and he was kind of much, much the similar character to uh, him in hook too. Like he yeah. was mad at his right. dad and he just didn't seem right. like anybody cared about him or what he was doing. And he was very much leaning toward uh, captain hook uh, to, uh, you know, to be his new dad, which I got a feeling this guy would have ran off with, uh, with Bob, no question. Uh, <laughs> at any moment they could have hopped on that bus been out of town but uh mandy do you have a standout performance anybody that uh really brought it home for you um i mean richard dreyfus i think did a really good job um like his face is constantly red that could not have been an yeah. easy thing to do like Just drunk every day <laughs> <laughs> no um I, I, yeah, I think that he did a really good job. Um, I, I think that you are absolutely right. I think that if it would have been a happier ending where like everything worked out better for everyone, like where Richard Dreyfus had like his like come to Jesus moment where yeah. he's like, I need to stop working so hard and spend more time with my family. I think that would have made it what I felt like I needed after watching the yeah, whole sure. the shit show that was his life while right. Bob was there. And it would have become that like buddy ending of like the two of them are now like best friends. And yeah. And they like, he learned from Bob how to be more fun and, and crazy. And then Bob learned how to be like a real person, I guess. I don't know. Yes. The, the I'll tell you the one thing I didn't like about this movie though, is that there was one character arc really that, that did not get resolved. And that was the, the convenience restaurant owners yes um, yeah we don't know what happened to them and and uh, you know i i want last week all we know is they they cheered when the house burned up did they get the house after that did they get the property what happened and and that that still irritates me yeah we, we never yeah that, that would have been great they got to watch yeah. their dream home burn down so that's kind of a bummer <laughs> but yeah i don't know right and this is a very small cast it's very much a like mm -hmm. a bottle episode of a movie here where everything kind of happens but all within the same four walls and um but yeah i mean Bill Murray, I guess, might be the standout for this, I suppose. It's kind of very much a, a vanilla cast of just kind of everyone's here for the the day. And but yeah, I mean, I guess Bill Murray stood out as being exceptionally uh hard to uh watch, you know, like in a in a good way. Like, I mean, right. he, he pulled that off in a way that I was it was believable at least. Like, and I do think uh Bill Murray is is maybe half of this character. Like I feel like <laughs> Part of part of him was shining through in this performance, I think. But, yeah, for yeah, sure. No, no, he was not acting. Nobody was acting. <laughs> yeah, there was very little acting in this movie, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like that. That's just like Julia Hegarty, the girl that plays Faye. Like, I just think that that's her always. She's yeah. just like, "Good morning." Like, she could have be, you know, like being mugged or whatever, and she'd be like, "Oh, you're, I'm you know." Doctor <laughs> Yeah, this is her getting held up at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> These are our children. Are our children. Take them. <laughs> Just, you can have them. Um, uh, nice job. All right. So let's uh, open it up for uh, the final question. We always ask everybody, John, how uh, or would you watch this movie again? I, absolutely. I, I think I think we're we're all. Uh, no, I don't think anybody would be surprised at this point. I, I love this movie. It's one of my my favorites of all time. And and uh, uh, you know, Bob Wiley is uh, is uh, criminally. Um, you know, persecuted. I, I don't like okay. that. <laughs> free, free Bob Wiley. Yeah, for sure. I do have yeah, to right. say it is hard when you love a movie so much and then you just hear people like shitting on it. And I don't think that this is a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I have to say it's a hard watch because 
of who I grew up to be and how <laughs> easily annoyed I am like by yeah. people that just aren't considerate of other people, I guess yeah. is like, I almost didn't come back for the second half of this. I was, I was <laughs> really, 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 really <laughs> upset. I'm attacked. <laughs> Yep, his his face turned beet red, and he just kept saying everything was cute. He was <laughs> so upset, so upset. Uh, um, I uh, I don't think I'll see a purpose to watching this movie again. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad it was a rewatch for me, and it like legit changed my viewpoint of what I thought this movie was. Mm-hmm. I really thought this was a pleasant and happy ending sort of movie, uh, and it just turned out to be kind of frustrating for me toward the toward the end, but. Um, I did like the tilt. I did like the fact that Richard Dreyfus just turned into a madman himself, which you would after mm-hmm. a while. After not being able to get rid of this guy, it would just it would tip you over the edge. So we got to watch. See, that. but that's his own fault, in my opinion. Like oh, yeah. he just he did not like do anything. Like I would have just I would have left like I before. Feel like it's a question of pride, though, too, because he wanted to be the healer. Like he wanted to, his prowess to be able to fix this man. Like that colleague called him and said only a genius like you could could fix this guy and i think he was really believing that he of all people could do that um, i completely disagree he didn't even care when he thought he committed suicide yeah like this yeah. man he was a d-bag like 100 for sure all right I, i'll give you <laughs> but that. in his defense he did cure him yeah uh you know, yes. Maybe not, maybe not the way he intended but <laughs> he cured him nonetheless through death therapy yeah <laughs> <laughs> now Bob's a millionaire and he's getting sued by Richard Dreyfus. So yeah. Uh, all right, uh, John. What uh, I guess now at this point we're just kind of opened up for plugs. So what do you want to point people at? What do you want uh, people to look at in the real world? Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, our, our production company, uh, Demanded Peach Productions. Um, we've got uh, uh, an open mic that we're doing um, at uh, East Town Sports Bar in Grand Rapids uh, on Monday nights. Uh, we're every other Monday now at this point. Um, okay. And uh, as well, we've got uh, those we use as our, our audition for our, our paid showcases, uh, which we are doing. We've got uh, our summer series right now. Uh, but when do, when does this drop? This will start? drop next Wednesday, so a week okay. from tomorrow. Perfect. So, so then you still got time. Our our uh, next uh, it's, so it's a summer series, summer in in, in the parks, comedy in the parks, uh, peaches in the park is what it's called. Um, uh, so uh, tomorrow Thursday we'll be at Johnson Park. Uh, July fifteenth we will be at Townsend Park in Rockford, and uh, August nineteenth we will have our end of summer uh, celebration, which will be uh, a big blowout uh, celebration at Millennium Park in Grand Rapids. So uh, get tickets for that. Visit dementedpeach.com slash tickets. Perfect. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, do you have any social media you want to throw out there or, or just let them uh, head yeah, there? Uh, you can, you can head there. Um, you can follow us uh, at uh, demented peach on Facebook at demented peach productions on Instagram as well. Perfect. All right, Mandy, do you have anything in the real world you want to point people at? Um, I went to the show that they had here in Portage and it was amazing. So I would highly recommend it's, it is a very well organized show. Um, I laughed my ass off and it's comedy and it's outside and you just, it almost feels like things are normal. Nice. Um, yeah. so definitely go for that. Get a t-shirt. They're amazing. They're so soft and comfy. Also, um, get, if you, uh, the bring back jarts t-shirts that, uh, Stu is selling. If yeah. anyone, anyone's interested in those, um, I have gotten tons of compliments <laughs> on mine. Um, and Kate has one to match. So um, let us yeah. know and we can help you get, get those from him. Yeah. We can point you toward it. Yeah. He had such a, a, a good uh, response for the first run that he had to make a second run. So yeah, go out there and grab those while you still can. <laughs> it's perfect season for it. Bring back jarts. Uh, 
All right. So go do those things uh, that Mandy said. Uh, and then for me, uh, if you want to find more of me on the internet, you can follow me on Twitch. I'm playing video games. It's not about the video games, guys. We all know that. Just come there and watch me be an idiot into a microphone. <laughs> There's a raptor mask that you can make me wear. There's all kinds of dumb voices and sounds you can make me uh, make and stuff. It's crazy. Uh, so come over to Twitch. You can find me there at twitch.tv slash mattopoly83. That's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. Um, and I should also mention for all you people who are listening from outside of the state of Michigan, all of those comedy shows that Mandy and John were talking about are happening in the state of Michigan, just at different cities around the state. So if you're in the area and are into comedy, please go check those out as well. And now we've come to the end of this nonsense. We don't normally know how to end these things. So we just play a clip at the end. Otherwise we'd keep rambling. And by we, I mean me and by rambling, I mean this. So let's stop this <laughs> from happening by playing a clip. And today the clip is going to sound like damn it where's it at there it is like this goodbye rat dick suck nut my dad sent me off to college <laughs> that is it thank you so much guys uh listen to the episodes before this one also <laughs> okay bye all right bye bye